Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Max Scherzer is back. Brian Bayo is getting the call. Let's discuss on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. Welcome to FBT in 5. As always, make sure to follow and stream us on Spotify. Today is Wednesday, July 6th. I am Frank Sample, joined by Chris Towers. And a big welcome back to Max Scherzer, who was amazing at the Reds. Six shutout innings, 11 strikeouts, zero walks, 15 swinging strikes. Chris, is this enough to get Max Scherzer back in your, I don't know, top five, top three starting pitchers? Yeah, top five-ish. We'll, we'll, we'll call it six. You know, I, I think... Corbin Burns, Garrett Cole, Sandy Alcantara, Shane McClanahan, uh, Max Scherzer. I feel like I might be missing one guy, but yeah, he's he's in that discussion. I think there's like a a solid top. Oh, Justin Verlander. How could I forget that guy? Uh, I think there's kind of a solid top six right now. And Max Scherzer, look, the only question for me moving forward is if, if he can stay healthy, which is a concern for every pitcher. So. He looked as good as he did. 15 swinging strikes on 20 on 75, 79 pitches, 11 strikeouts in six innings. I think he's as good as anyone out there when he's healthy. All right. On the other side of his start, Nick Lodolo flashing his strikeout potential. Four and two-thirds shutout with eight strikeouts, 15 swinging strikes on 89 pitches, and he's only 43% rostered. Chris, do you think Nick Lodolo is a must-add after his return? Yeah, I don't know about must-add. I don't know if like a 10-team head-to-head points league, he, he's a must-add. But Nick Lillo is definitely someone I'm looking to roster in as many places as I can. He's a recent top prospect who's moved through the minors really quickly, has good numbers, and has shown good strikeout potential in the majors. I think the question for him is going to be, we know the curveball is a really good swing and miss pitch. The question is going to be, can the fastball be good enough? Can he locate it well enough to avoid getting hit hard? But... I think the upside we've seen from Lodolo so far makes him a, a, a viable waiver wire option on, on uh, a pitcher. All right. Brian Bayo is making his debut for the Red Sox on Wednesday. And if you're looking to add him, that's spelled B-E-L-L-O. So it's going to look like Bello, but it's actually pronounced Bayo. And he is having just a ridiculous season in the minors. One of the top pitching prospects in the game right now. And he is 35% rostered. So widely available. Chris, who would you rather add, Nick Lodolo or Brian Bayo? I think there's probably more value in adding Bayo right now ahead of his debut just because Lodolo was good, eight strikeouts and four and two-thirds, but he wasn't so good that I think people are going to be clamoring for him. And Bayo, you know, it's entirely possible he comes out in his major league debut with that high 90s fastball and really good slider and changeup and just dominates. You know, he's been a 34% strikeout rate guy in the minors this season. And if that happens, people are going to be rushing to add him. So... I think there's a better chance that you add Bayo now and you feel good about it. And it's possible Lodolo is still out there in a couple of days if you want to make the ad then. All right. We have pitchers to add. How about who to drop? Michael Kopech has not been the same since leaving a start with knee discomfort back in June. He gave up six runs over four and two thirds innings, four walks, four home runs allowed. And over his last four starts, Kopech has a 6.86 ERA. Let's fire up the drop-o-meter. 10, you can drop this player anywhere. 
one, you want to hold this player everywhere. Where do you think Michael Kopech falls on that meter, Chris? I think he's more in the three to four range. I, I do get the concerns about him over the past couple of starts. And really, you know, over the season, his numbers are, he's gotten some really good stretches, but overall the, the slider especially has been a real problem for him. Michael Kopech, uh, last season had like a 36% stri- swinging strike rate with or the whiff rate with that slider. This year it's right around 19%. That would be pretty middling for a fastball. So it has not been the swing and miss pitch that he needs it to be. And it's forced him to just be too fastball heavy in pretty much every count. You know, the fastball has accounted for 44 of his 69 strikeouts this season. That's a really high number as well. So I just think he he needs to figure out something with the slider. I'm not sure what it is exactly. A lot of the, the velocity and spin rate look mostly the same. The movement profile has changed. He's getting a little less break on it than he did last season, but Overall, I think it's something fixable, and Kopech has the kind of upside that I don't want to give up on. All right. Jamison Tyone has really slowed down for the Yankees. He gave up five runs over five and a third on Tuesday against the Pirates, and over his last six starts, he's got a 6.26 ERA. He's still 96% rostered. Chris, where does Jamison Tyone fit on the drop-o-meter, one to ten? I think he's more like a seven or eight. Um, because unlike Kopech, I don't think Tyone has really a ton of upside. So when things aren't going well for him, there's really not much reason to keep him around. I think Tyone can be a fine pitcher, you know, maybe a slightly above average guy in terms of ERA, and the wins will be nice with the Yankees, although he doesn't consistently pitch deep into games. But I just, I think overall, you're probably just looking at someone who the only place he might stand out is wins because of the team he plays, plays for. And wins are such a fickle stat that I don't know if it's worth chasing. Would you drop either Kopech or Tyone for Lodolo or Bayo? I would drop Tyone for both of them. I would hope not to drop Ky- Kopak for either of them. All right. For more extensive fantasy baseball coverage, listen to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, your smart speakers, or anywhere else podcasts are found. And thanks for listening to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. We'll be back again tomorrow morning. Bye-bye. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story. And one of the best... Stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company and it's become the go to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So, why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging in fact wasabi is up to 80 percent less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data from wasabi's ai enabled intelligent media storage wasabi air to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals data deletion and ransomware wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.